Welcome to Kenny Gillis Corner. I'm Kenny, your host. I would like to start by apologizing for not posting every day. Um, um, I just needed a few a few days to process. Now that I'm done processing, what's been happening and is still happening today. Um, but you know, we need some time for reflection and. Uh, I think especially because it, it not only shocked us, touched us um, in some respect, bro- it broke us um, to see uh, Mr. Floyd being uh, killed like this. <clears throat> but um, it also triggered, um, I think, and I'm going to speak just for myself, I can't speak for other people. Um, it really um, brought to the surface a lot of um, incidents and the the feelings of hurt and confusion, anger, and um, I just wanted to take some time to um, start by feeling what I was feeling, recognizing it, giving it space, um, and now a voice. Um, it just, it just, um, <laughs> it's a lot, um, because um, it, it reminds me that there are layers to this, there's a time frame in it, there's an impact to it. Um, and also the navigation we tend to do, and I'll speak to, for myself again, um, in this society. So depending on where you live, um, you have to internalize a lot of this racism in order to function, to function in a positive space, regardless of everything else that's happening, you know? Um, so it also made me think uh, what my journey has been in this life. The first time I felt prejudice, um, because there's this um, this talk of racism, uh, reverse racism, you know, like um, you know when you understand that it's not just about someone being prejudiced against you, but within a framework of systems of oppression where that power is um, utilized uh, to keep someone down over a period of time. So I may dislike someone, that's one thing, but if I can keep them down from access, from access to school, to work, and the list goes on and on, we're talking about something else than just disliking someone right so i i I don't want to hear the talk of uh well but i too no it's a it's a con context right you have to um think of that so i may have felt uh, that someone was prejudiced against me but i experienced racism um in a different sphere right so, for instance, to, to keep things clear, I experienced uh, prejudice um, 
a time that I can recall that would be considered the first time, but has it been like the real first time or it's only the first time that I can remember? So going to school, I think my first day of school in primary school, that means I'm six years old. And we, we get into class and uh, the teacher uh, sits you and tells you to sit there or there and with whom you share your bench. And um, in that case, it was uh, a young boy next to me. And uh, while the teacher was giving the lesson, my neighbor decided to like draw, <laughs> draw um, two figures, uh, one stocky, uh, buff to some extent, not very detailed, it's more like, a, you know, a bigger body by sticks, you know, uh, how kids could draw. It was not like a, a portrait that you would see uh, at an art, art show or something. So he drew two figures, one tall, one short, and stocky, bigger, um, with muscles, let's say. And then one length, very thin, long, like a stick <laughs> type of figure. And then he put his name on the shorter, bigger, stronger guy. And then put my name on the <laughs> the tall skinny one um, disclosure uh, in general at school at work and in many spaces I'm tall in my family not so much so everything is relative right anyway suffice it to say um, it was something to show that I was basically not strong and you know, you could take, when you, you're young, you can take that and be hurt and cry or something like that. So I took the drawing and I drew back, like in his uh, self-portrait, let's say, I added a dot to his head and I filled like my, my the one representing me, I filled it with a mass in the head in the head and wrote brain you know cerveau and for him like the little dot just to say he didn't have a lot of <laughs> brain so that that was my first exchange okay so um looking back um you know the little positive thing so someone could call your name or you know, draw you in a certain way and you can respond. So I think that's something we have to uh, instill and pass to our kids and, you know, family members to stand up for themselves, right? It doesn't have to be a shouting match. Then again, depending on the context, we can't judge what everybody else is feeling. And especially we can be quick to judge how somebody responds after being being called uh, all these names, you know, that we can all collectively uh, remember. So that's at, uh, you know, the level where someone that has the same skin color as you, but perceives you as being lesser than 
according to your origin, you know, um, ethnic group and things like that. But still, um, there's another level, another layer to add to prejudice when it becomes a construct, you know, that can keep somebody uh, away from opportunities and uh, safety, uh, comfort, and every other things uh, that people uh, need and want for themselves and their family members or whichever group they belong to. Fast forward uh, many years later, uh, be it in Europe, in the US, or here in Canada, I've experienced racism, which is uh, another level. completely different, uh, you know, access to an apartment, you call, they hear the sound of your voice, they feel, you know, it's okay, the apartment is available, you show up, it's no longer available on the spot, and um, uh, for a few times I had to ask some friends of mine that are white to call, book the, the appointment, go to the apartment, it's free, I call, I book, I go see, it's not free, um, you know, all these um, cuts, let's say, that's the best uh, image I can come up with, it feels like a cut, you know, they chipping away at your dignity, your humanity, and the list goes on and on from there. But you still are required not only to function, to perform, and most importantly at times to excel, to just be in the conversation in whatever space you are called in, you know. Um, Many times, you know, you walk into a store, everyone in this um, society in Western Hemisphere, specifically Europe, US, and Canada, for instance, in my case. By Europe, I would say like France, Belgium, uh, specifically. Um, I did go to Holland um, and did not experience anything directly, but I did not live there to speak on that front. And uh, I don't think that... uh, Most people who have lived there would say that they didn't experience racism, right? But uh, in spaces I spent a lot more time, I can, you know, uh, speak to that. So um, the feeling of being followed because it is expected, projected on you that simply because you are and look the way you look, you're immediately associated with a criminal, potential thief, or whatever, you know? It's a, it's a horrible way to live, right? But every day we are called to make choices. And again, speaking for myself, I have to decide, even though that's what I'm feeling, I can recognize, and I've been in a position of not only being a shopper, or being a manager and observing uh, an employee acting the same way, you know what I mean? So 
um, you can yell at them and be outraged and angered, rightfully so, but um, we're not all made the same way and we don't all um, approach things the same way. In my case, I have uh, spoken to employees to say, I've observed you work this way. I've seen you follow people of color and not follow people that look like you. While I'm here, it is unacceptable. If you sense that somebody might do something, you speak to me. Because from what I've observed, it's not because someone is doing something, looks like he's going to do something. It's just they look a certain way and you immediately go there, you know. Um, I've seen employee not follow a white person and the white person spend the time stealing, putting things in a stroller that I apprehended, you know. Um, you know, I've walked into the subway uh, with two friends of mine, much taller than me, that represent in their eye, and that's the key, right? In your imagination, a lot of things are happening, and you're thinking all black people are a certain way. You are imagining it because obviously you don't know me, and I'm not a criminal, but you think I am, you know? And everything stems from your imagination. In your imagination, it's not what I do, it's the skin that I have that determines how you act, you know? So to spend my time fighting your imagination, imagine what that is. It's crazy, you know? There's no other way of saying it. It's crazy. so in every situation we I mean I walk in have to assess you know and the thing you don't realize is you actually represent a real threat to me depending on how you perceive me you can call the cops on me You can create because you're not living life, right? You're living in your mind. And your mind is twisted. So the things you do are twisted. You don't even recognize they're twisted. You really feel fear just because I am uh, who I am, which means I'm black, right? And since I'm tall, since... In winter, in winter time, I have a coat with a hoodie. From afar, you wouldn't know if I'm a woman or a man, depending that in your mind, would a woman be less threatening? I wouldn't even know because your mind is, is twisted, right? So you perceive me to be a threatening black male from afar. It causes you to either cross the street have on your speed dial 911 or whatever you know what I mean but the thing you don't know is when I look at you I feel fear because your imagination might take you somewhere where I'll end up uh, getting the shorter hand, uh, end of the stick 
you know I could be seriously hurt the Karen syndrome that uh, people talk about you know what I mean it's not real um, and for the number of people that actually do crazy stuff uh, dangerous stuff are criminals that percentage of people is the same percentage of people I'll be afraid of regardless of the skin color you know what I mean a dangerous element is a dangerous element a, you know a criminal is a criminal to me too you know I wouldn't be feel I wouldn't be feeling safe but if you think that all people that are black are criminals you're already going somewhere else right and because of it acting in a way that is um, that's it you know you wouldn't want me to live in your building you wouldn't want me and I've had many examples you know you wouldn't want me to go or attend the same school or you wouldn't want me to sit next to you if I come you move and things like that you know uh, so we all experienced um, I mean, I can't say we all. I can't speak for other people. I've experienced racism. And I have to ask myself every single time, is it what I'm experiencing or am I projecting? I question myself, right? Because I, I refuse to think that everybody is something. You know? We're not the same. And people grew up a certain way. I don't really like saying I'm raised but uh, they grew up in a, in a certain way and the environment in which they were, they learned because it is a learned behavior. You're not born a racist. You become one, you know? People teach you. They tell you. Parents, grandparents, and whatnot, right? Now, uh, to come to what's going on right now uh, throughout the world, And I'm connecting myself to the struggle to say that we've had enough. I've had enough. Because I have to navigate the world in such a way that requires a lot of energy. And uh, um, even though I'm used to doing that, right? Because that too is something I've learned. Before I went to the U.S., I was sat down and told... This is an environment that function a certain, it functions a certain way. So you need to be aware. You need to know that uh, it's not because it's the land of the free that you are free to be any which way you want to be. You have to be in a way that is not threatening. You shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be speak, speaking loud. You shouldn't be, you know... Um, you shouldn't be doing a number of things that other people looking a different way will not have to think about, you know? Every time, for instance, there's an event and there's law, enf uh, law enforcement and something happens and you're questioned by, by the law enforcer, <laughs> the policeman or woman, your friends that are uh, white... We'll be speaking back, you know. 
not why are you arresting me and raising their voice and things like that. I am not uh, someone who's been in a world where it's okay for me to go and uh, uh, basically lose my focus, you know, in, f- in front of a policeman or something, because I know it can escalate, you know, it can just um, go the wrong way really quickly. Uh, if there's a crowd, I know to navigate a certain way to avoid certain things, you know? It shouldn't be like that, right? I should be able to um, just be, you know? Unless I do something uh, that is wrong, and even though I do something that's wrong, which I haven't done, but say I did, it's not a reason to be, to lose my life over it, right? If I'm jaywalking, you don't need to tase me, give me a citation. You know, give me a ticket. It was red and you crossed the street. That's a crime. Okay, good. My bad. I apologize. It's not, uh, it already is not safe for me. But it's wrong and I broke the law. You give me a ticket. Why should I lose my life over it? Why should I be tased or beaten down? You know, why is the fact of me being black is a threat to you? You should ask yourself that question, you know? Okay, now we're looking for solutions, Um, you know, uh, things have to change. But you put it on me, the person who's being uh, discriminated against. You want me to find a solution as to what you need to do. Why should I do that? Why wouldn't you be the one to think about your role in it, if you've been complicit or not? Uh, why is it wrong? What can I do? What, ask yourself, what can I do? And the way to ask yourself what you can do is to tell yourself to begin with that if it were me, like if I were in that situation and a family member of mine is being brutalized on a daily by police, what would I do? Ask yourself, you know, empathize, put yourself in my shoes and come up with some solution, you know, offer something to this. Don't say, okay, um, all right, Uh, Not that we've recognized completely, but I can see that, you know, racism exists or the way they like to say there's some problems in the police department. We're going to do a reform. Reforming has been happening. Reforming hasn't changed anything. So think outside the box. Put yourself in my shoes. Ask yourself, what would you do? You know? You cannot be victimizing me and asking me what what are the solutions. My solution is you should stop. Enough is enough. Stop it. You know? Do better. You know better. Um, You know, every time anything happens, you want to find a different wave of explaining. There's always rationalization happening. Uh, So, he got shot, but what was he doing? 
what was what's the what's his history has he had uh, problems with the law what does that have to do with the fact that he's been shot now you know what i mean and even if you had done something in the past what was happening now they they traveling through times as Trevor Noah was saying you know from that time that they committed that crime that they weren't arrested for now you catching them and since you police judge jury and god all wrapped up in one you shoot them dead what the heck is that you know what the heck is that anyway these are thoughts i'm i'm sorry it's this long but uh since i haven't been on for a few days i figured out share this today um the list goes on and on of numbers numbers of times i've i've been um, you know um spat at chased and followed uh, uh in stores uh made to feel unsafe with a group of white people late at night across the street you know um because you never know you know and uh, to to be positive in my life i remind myself every single day it's a context in which i have to live but i can still be positive in it you know i won't think of it for everyone every time everywhere i'll just think of it every single time it's an a situation that i have to navigate with someone or with a group um i I'll speak out you know i'll stand my ground um in a manner that i i make sure that i'm safe right um but it's a daily navigation basically that's what it is and it's a daily choice to remain positive to not let all these emotions overtake me but in saying that i am aware that they there i am aware that i too can become angry um you know like over time the fuse is shorter right so to avoid blowing up every time something happens i i put the spotlight on it i speak out against it on the spot respectfully always you know something really uh, hit me in watching that awful video is the fact that throughout the whole process of being um being killed Mr. Floyd kept saying sir you know in the back of his head he 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 knew it's a it, it's a specific situation that happens over and over again but what are we told we told to be respectful to be you know always uh, um you know you speak in a certain tone because the tone itself becomes threatening in the perception in the minds of these twisted people where any and everything is a threat to them you know what i mean 
If you're doing a job where you lack confidence to the point that anything threatens you, either your training needs to be longer or you should just change the type of jobs you do because you're not suited to the one you're working in, you know? Um, so, you know, um, that's all I have in my chest. And black lives do matter. You matter. Um, I love you and I'm sorry it was this long, but um, I just had that on my chest. Thank you for listening to Kenny English Corner. I'm Kenny, your host. I wish you a beautiful day. Cheers.